to Save Six Figures with Gina Knox, the podcast where I coach you on how to save $100,000 by optimizing your cash flow. Hello, savers, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have with me Geneva Davidson, who is a PR specialist. Did I say that right? (laughs) PR specialist. She, I actually just onboarded her to help me with PR. I'm really, really excited. And she is a six-figure saver. She joined Six Figure Saver back in February of this year. And we're here to chat about money, money, money. So go ahead and introduce yourself, Geneva. Talk to us. Say hi. Yes, I am Geneva. I have been an entrepreneur now for three years. This is my first year full-time without the nine to five. So money felt like something I really wanted to focus on. And as you mentioned, I specialize in PR and that's how I serve my clients. Amazing. I didn't know this was your first full-time year. Yeah. This month is one year. That's so exciting. Ah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, we could go off on a tangent on that for sure. (laughs) But before we do that, let's, let's cover some bases to give some structure. Talk to us about where you were in your business four months ago and why it is that you decided to join a program like Six Figure Saver. Yeah. So in my business, I was solidifying a little bit more of what exactly which offers I wanted to push and be known for. It was the first time I had invested in coaching really um, at a bigger level. And I kind of started the year more with, okay, what do I need to get better at in my business? And it was money and marketing for me. And so those were like what I knew I needed to do. And I was just seeing how much money was making me spiral out. So that was what I felt like was honestly a big weakness or something pushing me back and not letting me grow. Yeah. I think so many people can relate to that. Like money, like I was spiraling. And I think that we go through, even as like as we scale, that's something that we don't ever stop working on. It's just different kinds of spirals. (laughs) So if you're spiraling about money, like that's normal. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about like, what was your flavor of money spiral? Yeah. So there's, there's one piece of, I was spiraling in the fact that I am the the money maker in our family. And so I make all the money. So there was this pressure of like every business decision, every investment. Like if I felt like it was a waste, it felt really personal and like I made a bad choice or I put my family at risk. So I was making money really personal was one part of it. And then I think the other part was just like the, you talk a lot about being unbothered. Um, the nature of debt is a tool and there was kind of that aspect aspect of it. I didn't have a ton of debt, but I was making some business investments on that and that was making me feel bad or ashamed of it. So it was a lot more of the mindset and I was like, man, I just need to know more about how to do this, how to work my numbers and then to control this mindset. Classic, classic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I love you, Geneva, but like, you're not special. Everybody knows. (laughs) It's funny though. Like when we're in that kind of spiral, it can feel like that pressure of like, everything's on me and I'm making all these decisions. And it does feel in a way as ridiculous as it sounds when we say it out loud, it can feel like we're the only ones. And I'm like, everybody's going through that. Everybody. (laughs) Breadwinners, especially. I love coaching breadwinners. Y'all have thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> okay. So, um, so you joined six figure saver yeah. and you joined in February. We're recording this in June. So it's been four full months and I'm just going to skip to the punchline. You have submitted $35,500 of savings wins since February. What is yeah. your response to that? I didn't think it was possible because when I just submitted again last week and that number came through, I was like, I didn't think I had a surplus of money. Like I thought we were just kind of living, I guess that term paycheck to paycheck. And I think that's something that in six figure saver, just having the tools, looking at your money and kind of having that weekly for me, I do weekly because otherwise it doesn't work out, but like a weekly money date, seeing the numbers and being like, Oh, there is extra. Oh, I did make more. Oh, I, I am okay. It was this sense of seeing like, okay, now I can save this is possible. And now it's like, okay, what do I do with this money? <laughs> yeah. That's such a big one. Just like, oh, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Like how, how do you think like to those people who are listening, who are like, I really want that, but that feels really far away. How, what would you respond to them? Like, what would you say to someone who just wants to feel okay? I think I would ask first, like, have you looked at the numbers really? Because I think a lot of times for us who are wondering, are we okay? We avoid it. And we're just trying to like, okay, I just need to make more and I'll do this. And that will make me okay. Instead of like, okay, the numbers are to the penny this. And I think this week was like a full circle moment for me of the like, are you okay? And I think I've shared this with you in Slack, but my daughter had a big thing for dental work and insurance wasn't going to do it right. And it was just going to be a long, it was a whole ordeal. And she has like some pre-existing, the whole thing. And I was able to just go to that savings, pay out of pocket, go to where we needed to go, get her the care. Yesterday she finished it. And it was like, we are okay. I did have this. And there was kind of that full circle moment for me. So that was cool. Yeah. I think to your point, it's so important. Like when we're feeling like we're not okay. And that avoidance cycle that happens, I always tell my clients, I tell you guys like specificity is the enemy of fear. When you get really specific down to the penny, like I have this much, I need this much. Here's what's extra, or here's what I need to make up. It enables us to just then create a plan versus spiraling and like, oh my God, am I okay? And I don't want to look and I don't want to look at the credit card and I don't want to, ah. and then it just, and to your point, then all we do is focus on earning more. And then we add pressure to the business and then it makes earning more harder. And it's just this like mess <laughs> yeah. versus, okay, insurance won't cover it. How much will it cost? How much do I have? What do we need to do? Let's go. Exactly. So yeah. much more unbothered. It's not like sexy. I was I like, I love the surprise people have when they get to interface with me and they're like, you really don't care about money. And I'm like, I'm really unbothered. And it's funny because I think about, and I talk about money all day, but it's not something that I actually feel anything about. It's just like money is just there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. money is, or if it's not there, then we have a plan for how to figure it out. Exactly. And I think that comes through like in the energy of learning inside of six figures here like in those videos, that energy of yours really comes through. And I feel like I was like, okay, I need to take that on each week <laughs> of the numbers that like, okay, what are the numbers? <laughs> so that's yeah. been a, a big help as well. Yeah. So I'm curious too about your business model. So you, you work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, you sell packages. Do you have launches? Are you selling all the time? 
Talk to me about your business model. Cause I'm sure that there's people who have thoughts about their business model and like, they're like, well, I have this. So that's why I can't be good with money or I have that. So that's why I can't save. So I just want to go one by one and squash all those thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I continuously sell my packages. There are no launches and things like that. And that was a thought for me of like, oh yeah, I see these people, you know, they talk about saving or doing this and, but they're having these hundred K launches or 50 K launches and, and I'm selling slowly over the years. So there's no way I could have a lump sum savings or hearing you talk about like sometimes credit cards, like lump sum payoffs. And that's like, yeah, right. Like, how would I do that? And um, so, yeah, that is how I sell. And that has been a big thought originally for me too. Which is funny because I'm looking at your savings wins and you've had lump sums. They're all lump sums. I'm much. like, one of them is just a $9,000 boom. The other one's $16,500 lump sum. Yeah. So, so if like, how did you even do that? If, so, if to your point, if you're like not doing launches and you're not having these big cash injections, you're just selling all year, what gives? Yes. So when I originally came in, um, that's when I did the 16K one. And that was just me auditing, like, what are my numbers all around? You know, using what are my buffers and all of that that we talk about and being like, I just have this surplus of money sitting here. I really do have a savings, but it was in my checking so it didn't count in my head. Like I was like, I never save. I'm terrible. So many people do that. Can we <laughs> pause for the second on that one? Yes. So many people don't ever save because they think if I put it in savings then I can't touch it and what if I need it? So I'll leave it in my checking. So it sounds yeah. like you were doing that. Exactly. It's like, if Classic. I put it there, then it's this, uh, whatever, all of the things. Okay. And so that was like your initial savings. Yeah. So that was the chunk. Then what about all the, the rest of them? Yeah. So that came from... I started offering pay in full options was one thing and never really thought of that as an option before instead of the monthly retainers. So seeing that and understanding the belief of variable income and being like, okay, I could have that and have this lump and do that. So that was one change. And then honestly, it was as I continued to sell at the end of the month, continuing to look and be like, okay, here were our buffers, this, yep, there is a surplus again let me move it over. And so it was staying in my numbers constantly that allowed the other lump sums. It's so funny. Like I, nearly every guest I've ever had on this podcast, who's a client, when I tell them their numbers are like, I can't, I still can't believe I did that. Or like, <laughs> I didn't believe I would be able to do that. And it really is like, sometimes it's really this simple. It's like looking at your numbers, deciding a buffer that's going to stay in your checking and then moving the rest and then just monitoring it. Exactly. Like what if it's not this big whole rigmarole thing? It's just really simple. But our avoidance keeps us from even like trying to create a system. Oh yeah. Because then it's like, if I go and look, that stress is going to show up today and I don't have time or energy for the stress today. That's kind of And isn't that interesting, right? And it's like, I don't want to look because if I get stressed, then I won't do as good of my marketing or I won't sell as well. And it's like actually the opposite. Yeah. All sure. of your anxiety about money that's causing you to avoid is already showing up in your selling. <laughs> yes. So you looking at it and like having a like reckoning moment isn't going to make it worse. It's already in affecting you. So the worst that can happen is that like we clear it away and then it stops. Do you feel like 
you, um, and I don't, I truly don't know if this, the answer to this question, do you feel like creating more peace in your money and to the point of like the unbothered energy has translated at all into your earning? Oh, for sure. I think that I am more confident with people, um, in a sales call or things like that. I just feel, I feel less of this, like, I need you, please like me energy. And this just like, okay, yeah, let me answer. Let me serve you. Let me do this. Okay, you didn't sign. That's fine. See you later. And what's interesting is with that calm energy, instead of like the follow-ups and like, oh, I need you. And a lot of times they come back like a month or two later. And maybe that was me. I mean, yeah, that was you. Because I just hired you. I'll tell everyone how I hired you. (laughs) One of my friends was like, you need to talk to Geneva. And then you randomly DM'd me and I was like, okay, fine. So we got on a phone call. I was like, Geneva, do you have time right now to just chat? I like circumvented all of your sales call stuff. I was like, can we just talk on the phone? We talked for like half an hour and I was like, cool. Okay. I'll think about it, but probably not right now. And you didn't follow up. You didn't like ping me. And I was, and I felt like you really confidently answered all my questions. And then finally it was like this weekend. I was like, okay, I'm ready now. And I sent you a DM and you sent me the contract and I paid in full and it was done. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> and I remember being on your side of that as well, of like having clients who don't convert right away. And I remember being that needy person who would always follow up. And I feel like it's almost like you push them away almost Oh yeah. when you're just like confidently answering their questions and then they come back and you're like, oh yeah. Well, I think it's even like my lack of neediness and I think my understanding of like maybe they're looking at their numbers and their money and they're trying to work and like almost a grace in that sense of like don't add one more thing just like let them go feel their numbers out and And that's totally what I did I was like (laughs) oh okay if I added this to my team expense that would push me up to this number and like at the time when we first initially talked it wasn't like it's not like it would have pushed me way over into the negative, but it would have pushed me into the negative a little more than I liked. And then I had a big launch and like, it's worked out and I am increasing my baseline and I'm like, okay, I think now it fits. Now it works. And it wasn't about my confidence in you. Yeah. And I'm sure that like a lot of people feel that way. Right. Yeah. But when you come across then as super unconfident, then you may give them the wrong impression. Exactly. So just being able to control my money thoughts to not need and then to understand has changed. And I mean, last month I had my biggest month in business yet. And I really feel like it's a lot like money, just letting that go unbothered. (laughs) I'm curious what you would say to the people though, who are like, but I do need to make money, Geneva. Mm -hmm. So how do you let go when like, but like literally I need to make money. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Which there there is that element of like, you know, we do need to make it. But I think the understanding of the spiraling doesn't help. I mean, when I when I started, I needed to make money too. January was one of the lower months since doing it full time and I was the only income and like I just hit break even. Like it was like, oh shoot. I was waking up at night, like thinking about it, running through numbers, you know, all the things. And so the only thing that really changed was honestly just, and I know it sounds weird, but just like letting that pressure go. These are the numbers. Okay. Then what do I do 
to try to have more cash injections or things like that? How can I, I do that? So I get the idea of, of needing to make money, but really there's just something big about the energy you bring when the money stops being the pressure and the service and the serving the clients becomes more of the focus. A hundred percent. I think you said that so well. I think too, when you have that clarity of, okay, I'm not making enough this month, but here's my Delta. Like I need to make $3,781 more. A lot of my clients will then bring that to their business coach and be like, okay, I have very clear facts. Business coach, how can you help me make up this difference? Versus business coach, I am spiraling. (laughs) Right? It's like you can get better coaching from your other coaches when you're clear on your money. Well, then, you know, if I need $3,500, that is one package or whatever. Can I sell one package this next month versus like, I'm never going to find new leads. How am I going to do it? And it's like, you need one conversion, you know, like it's like focus in on that. (laughs) Right. It it, like, it clears a lot of the noise because so much going back to specificity is the enemy of fear. So much of the noise is actually vague. It actually isn't specific, which is why it's so like loud. Yes. Because you don't actually know what you're dealing with until you actually sit down and do the numbers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We could have a whole, I could do a whole module on that. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So you're four months in now you've saved 35, five. What is next for you in six figure saver? What's next for your money? Now that you've like, I would say like, you're probably at the stabilized place. Yes. Now what? Yeah. So I think that I am learning, you know, it's well, first thing was I finally did the bank accounts that six figure saver says. So thank that was God. This week. <laughs> finally. Oh, oh man, what a nightmare. Anyways, um to be fair, setting up the banking stuff, it's tedious. It's like you have to call yeah. them or go in. So I feel you. It's fine. Yes, that was exactly it. So anyway, I did all that. So that feel everything feels clean. And so now I feel like for the first time I'm really gonna be doing the owner's pay. Whereas before Woo-hoo. I was just kind of, whoop, whoop, whoop. so now I'm going to be fully in, in fully implementing all of the strategies of that. And then I'm looking, you know, towards how to make my money grow and things like that, which is a seven figure wealth kind of focus. But um, now what do you do with the money and the savings as well as debt payoff and things like that? Um, so yeah, that's kind of those next steps. And then how else could I have cash injections if I wanted to meet other goals or to get to that hundred K in savings. <laughs> You're like the little perfect case study in a box. <laughs> but truly, because like, this is what I tell my clients is you have to clean it up first. You have to learn how to save. You have to start saving and have cash. And yeah. then we can talk about debt payoff. Then we can talk about investing. And that's a lot of what we do in seven figure wealth, which you're in. So it's just like the perfect time to do those things. But so many people jump. They're like, I need to just pay off my debt now, or I need to start investing. I'm behind for my retirement contributions. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you don't even know how to save right now on your variable income, we just need to do that. And also, what if that's not a long process? What if you could do that in a couple months? Yeah. Which at first I honestly was like, what is she talking about? Don't pay off the credit card in full. Like I just got an extra 5k this month that needs to go towards it, you know? And I didn't listen the first month. And then I was like, I think I understand what we're saying. And so then I like trusted the process more. Um, but I think that came out of fear of just now coming out of the 
stable monthly income, you know, into a full-time entrepreneur with the variable. Can you talk a little bit about that transition? Because a lot of people join Six Figure Saver as side hustlers or, or they think they can't join Six Figure Saver because they're a side hustler. And I think that there is, it's a very interesting financial moment to switch from, I have a full-time quote unquote steady job. And now I have an quote unquote unstable job. Um, yeah. Can you just talk to us about that financial transition and how, how you handled it? And if you have any advice for how you would have handled it differently now, knowing what you know. Yeah. So uh, I was a teacher for 10 years. It was pretty stable, but there's not a lot of room for growth. It is not a variable income. It's very just like cost of living increase each year. That's it. And so when I started my business, that was just more a side hustle to fill in the gap, but it grew and I was like, okay, we're going to transition into this full time. And I kind of just did it because my husband was working in his business still. And so it was like, great, we're good to go. Well, I thought I had more time before his business might slow down or whatever, but the real estate market slowed and it was like an immediate, okay, this is all on you. And I wish I had saved prior, to be honest, because it would have felt less like a pressure when that happened and his business slowed down a lot and it was all on me and I was making most of the money. That's where that frantic energy came from. Whereas if I had had the savings or even just like this 35K, it would have been like, well, we're good for X months. Well, this is okay. Well, I don't need this or I don't you know, need to feel that I'll take on everything instead of sticking to what I'm good at, you know, that kind of idea. So that's what it was like. <laughs> a quicker jump than I really wanted it to be is how I would describe it. And so, yeah, I just wish that I had saved prior or I'd, you know, been in six figure saver, learned the skills, started saving, started feeling less of the pressure of like, if there's a number on my credit card, that's terrible. Instead of the like, debt can be a tool and what's the ROI and that sort of feel. So, yeah, it's interesting, right? Cause like you got through it. It sounds like it was jarring to say the <laughs> least, Yeah, but here you are. And, um, like that's a, that's a huge accomplishment accomplishment in and of itself. Cause that sounds like really intense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then to your point of like, I wish I would have saved first. Uh-huh. Huge. Yeah. Huge. I think, um, I'm in the middle actually of recording a bonus module in six figure saver for side hustlers. And, um, my, what I'm going to teach my philosophy, I'll give everyone a sneak peek is, <laughs> do the, do the system and six figure saver for your business, pay yourself an owner's pay, but the owner's pay should just go into a savings account mm. because your business or your job is paying you your salary. And if, if you can live off of that, like just keep living off of that, put your owner's pay into the savings account. So you build up a savings account, but you also have the habit of paying yourself so that when you quit, you already have that habit established. And now you also have a fat chunk of cash in case you need it. And I mean, that's exactly what I did when I quit my job. I started paying myself like a year before, but I didn't need the money because I had a salary and I quit with a fat chunk of cash that I actually didn't even end up needing. (laughs) And I think it's because I was so calm because I had so many financial 
like support systems, I felt so calm that I actually didn't need to go into that frantic energy and need it. But I think you said something really interesting. You just, it was like a fleeting sentence. (laughs) Did I hear you say something about like offering different offers because of the frantic energy? Yeah, I was, because when I opened my business in 2020, I was a VA. So I know a lot of things. Like I've built out course platforms and I've, you know, all of the different. Well, and even with your like teaching skills, like you have so many skill sets. Yeah. And so there was one person that came and it was like, hey, can you do social media management? And I was like, I'll give it a try. I hated it. I am not a social media manager. That is not what I like to do. (laughs) Like that is not it. And I was like, maybe I'm not cut out for business ownership. And then, you know, I would take on like, sure, I can edit your blogs or like just things. It was like, that is not what you do. And so then, you know, at the time the coach that I was working with, she, she, her and I talked a lot about having that reputation and what are you known for? And what do I like to do? What, you know, what do I want to be known for? And otherwise I was just like money. I need the money taking everything versus just like, no, this is what I do. Let me pass this money to someone else who that's what they do. And so, yeah, I was taking, you wouldn't believe what I was taking on. You'd be like, you did that. (laughs) Well, It's so common, right? Of like, I'm just going to say yes to everyone because I need the money now. Yeah. And I'll take on any project. Versus, and which is like really short-term thinking. And I think we know that when we're doing it, we know it's short-term thinking and yet we can't help ourselves from saying (laughs) yes. And to the point of like your coach, like, what do you want to be known for? What reputation do you want to build? That is a long-term investment in your business, but it means saying no to opportunities now. And that can be scary if you don't have a savings to back you up. Right. I don't think I would have trusted her of like, okay, I need to start saying no. Cause it was like, I started working with her and six figure saver around the same time. I don't, if I hadn't known the numbers and the skill of saving, I'd have been like, I cannot listen to you. I like, need right, like, yeah. what are you talking about? I just got to take the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just, just, it's funny to see the way the two have worked together in that. Right. And now like I, you, you are known for PR. Like there's people, I don't know if you're aware of this. There's people who talk about you when you're not there and they talk about (laughs) PR. Like I've done that. (laughs) I have talked about you in rooms where you're not present associating you with PR. And that wouldn't have happened if you had still said yes to all those other opportunities. Exactly. I was delaying the money making, (laughs) which isn't it so fun. It's like, oh yeah, you're shooting yourself in the foot for short-term gain, but you have to say no. It's like, it's the chicken before the egg or it's a catch 22. Um, and yet it can feel really scary, but again, it can feel so much less scary if you have savings to just, exactly because sometimes there is like a period of time where you're finally making that transition. And before all the leads start coming in for what you're known for, there can be like a, did you experience that at all? Or was it just like, Well, that was January. Mm. Um, That was my lowest month, right? And um, that's when I had started working with her and we were kind of working through that. And I had let go of half my roster. That's scary. It was was terrifying. (laughs) And it was, everyone was a different thing. One was PR, one was this, one was that. One was like affiliate management, like what? (laughs) So I let them all go. And we were like, we're just going to, I'm just going to trust and I'm going to manage my money well. And so, yeah, it was the lowest month since going full-time. Obviously when I started, I, you know, had that side hustler money, but 
And then, you know, three months later, last month was my biggest month yet. And I'm like, how, you know, this, that trusting of that process. So I think this happens too, whenever you make a business model switch. So I just stopped taking one-on-one clients this year. And I had that exact same thing in January, randomly (laughs) in January was my lowest month in like a year. And I was like negative $20,000 because Mm -hmm. my expenses are still high. (laughs) And because I stopped taking one-on-one, my income dipped. And I also, it was like a triple whammy. I also then transitioned into a launch model instead of having my program be evergreen Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to launch until February and my January was a mess, but because I had the savings and because I had like really just that unbothered mindset, I just like, it wasn't a big deal. And then I had my biggest launch to date. Yeah. And it's like, so that experience happens again at all different levels. When you make a business model change, when you make an offer change, when you simplify, when you go full time, like it, it can happen at all different levels of business. And I think Yeah. The first time you feel it can be really scary, (laughs) (laughs) but then you just know you're building, you're building the skills and it's, you know, it's a transition. And I think for me, there was also this like the recession mindset it's coming. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) can I save the money or shouldn't I just be like doing all this? So there was just all of that. And I was like, what's the best thing to handle the recession would be to learn the skill of saving to have the owner's pay, to have that calm energy so that I can face it with a calm sense, you know? So that was another thing that I felt in January too, of like, it's dipping because of that. Like, why did I do all that? And then it was just, you know, it's not that. (laughs) And it's funny when it comes to recession, like the question I like to ask myself is, do the actions I need to take, do those change? No. Yeah. Like they don't. So if they are not going to change, why do I even need to think about it? Like, right. Like what, and yeah. like, what does it serve me to worry about a recession? If the actions I need, unless the actions really need to change. And maybe in some industries they do, but for you, do they need to change? If no, then let's just move on. Yeah. It was like, no, let's just learn to save and practice that and be in our numbers. And that's not going to change whether or not whatever's happening with that market. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. I got a couple of questions, um, in seven figure wealth about, mm-hmm. should I wait to invest because of the debt ceiling? And I'm like, the debt ceiling, what? No, <laughs> no, you shouldn't. No, it truly does. And the, the news is so scary <laughs> and they really like hammer it home and they're talking about it every day. And then like your brother talks about it to you, and it's like, everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, I, with, I Googled how many times has the U S hit a debt ceiling and it's 78 times since 1960. And I'm like, and I think like, we're fine. Like, right. <laughs> like, but we have to remember too, that the news is in the business of getting you to click. Yes. They want to sensationalize things so that you pay attention. Cause that's how they make money. Yes. <sighs> I'm scrubbing today for you through different requests that have come in about finances, right? And things like that. And they're all so frantic, just like, what is gonna, and I'm just like, oh, can she just come in and be a grace of peace to anyone? It's funny, cause like, I really wanna go on TV and just be like, everyone, it's fine. <laughs> Chill the F out. 
but also there are valid questions and people are freaked out and they like are starved for information. And I feel like my, my, um, my message won't land very well. (laughs) My message is chill out everybody. And that may come off as like, also like everyone has unique situations too. So we have to accommodate for everyone's unique situation, but generally speaking, my advice doesn't change. (laughs) Keep doing what you're doing. Keep saving, keep working on your business. And yeah. Okay. Amazing. Well, this has been wonderful. I have a couple final questions to wrap up. One, as someone who's in six figure saver right now, who, what kind of entrepreneur do you want to see in the program? Who do you want more of inside six figure saver with you? Yes. I think that I would love to see those. Well, first off, I would love to see other breadwinners as well. I think it's, like you said, it feels like, oh, this is all on me. And really it's like, there are many of us who are moms or breadwinners, you know? And so I think that that, as well as entrepreneurs who I think are in what we talked about, that transition or going through a transition point of like, here's what I'm known for. It feels like I'm going to lose money but I'm going to be okay because I'm going to learn these skills, that kind of thing. Amazing. Okay. What advice would you have for someone who fits that description and is like still like, like, okay, but this is a $2,000 program and how am I going to spend money to save money? And like, that feels really scary, Geneva. What would you say to that person? Or what would you even just say to yourself from January? Yes, I would say if not if nothing else, even the skill immediately of looking at your numbers with the templates you provide caused an increase in earning for me, you know. And so if if all else fails, just buying these these templates and that initial like here is how to manage your money alone, whether or not it led to savings or things like that, but just the lesson of that was worth the value. And then from there, you know, you get you get to the savings and you understand that, but just that initial understanding of money and cash flow, I think that a lot of us entrepreneurs don't really know and we're just kind of flailing around and so that investment is worth that alone and like day 1 got access, opened the templates and did all that and set it all up and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that was so great." And then there is more. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you. I can't wait to do this interview again when you save 100K. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> I can't wait. I can't You're wait. On I, You're I on know. track. I know. Isn't I'm that like crazy? 30, 35% there. <laughs> 35% there. Amazing. Well, tell everyone where they can find you and, um, and plug your services. Let us know what you can help us with. Yeah. So I, like she said, I'm a PR specialist. So I help to pitch you to masterminds, podcasts, and press online, things like Forbes, Women's Health, those kind of places to get your expertise out there and get more people seeing your brand. You can find me at GenevaBlissMedia.com or Instagram, GenevaBlissMedia as well. Amazing. We'll link everything in the show notes. Um, Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Gina. Bye, guys.